You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wedding singer Richard H. Blake kicked me in the head. I always tell his full name when that happens. Uh, and it was just like a fluke accident during It's All About the Green. And we were in these, these two concentric circles. And they were just off one night. And we were all tilting. And we tilted. And his foot clicked and hit me in the head. And I literally was like, Richard just hit me in the head. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to go to the website, builtforthestage.com, you can try a free trial where you'll work with your own Broadway fitness coach on an interactive fitness app. Special thanks to Broadway Podcast Network, our producing team. You can check them out at bpn.fm. Okay. As always, super exciting guest, super excited to have on uh, a Broadway legend. This this actor has racked up so many shows. I'm super impressed and super uh, excited to see how uh, they've put out such a consistent resume. They've been in 10 Broadway shows. Uh, you can see that in the description of this episode. Uh, they're currently in Hadestown. They're also currently in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, filming a little Netflix uh, feature or movie or series. We're going to get into the details. They could fill you in. Uh, but please welcome to the podcast, T. Oliver Reed. Hi, T. Oliver. Joe, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing so well. Uh, thank you for uh, sitting through that intro there. Uh, but I wanted to give uh, credit where credit is due. So thanks again for being on the episode. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, so let's jump into I'm excited because you're in Cleveland, Ohio. And as we said before the recording, I also am from Ohio, just about an hour uh, southeast in Youngstown. Uh, what are you up yeah. to? And I'm super impressed about how you're balancing and juggling rehearsals for Hades Town and this Netflix project at the same time. Yeah, um uh, some people will call it juggling, some people will call it running around with my hair on fire, what what there is of it. Uh but yeah, it's it's uh you know, it's that point where everything is starting to happen again, so it's it's great, but it also is a little scary that, you know, going literally I've been in Cleveland since middle of June. I was here for a month, uh back in New York for 2 weeks and I apparently had said yes to uh, teaching a musical theater workshop as well. So the two weeks I was back there, I was doing that. And then also then we started some rehearsals for Hades Town because we have two 
cast members who are not coming back uh, right now. We have one who's uh, Patrick Page is going to be, uh, I think I can say this is going to be filming a movie for the first two months. So we have uh, someone coming in for him. And then one of our fates is on maternity leave. So we have someone coming in for her for uh, a few months. So I've been in Cleveland working on this, this Netflix film. I'm associate choreographer, but also will be seen in the movie as well. Uh, it's uh, the movie of the novel from probably probably about 12 years ago, Don DeLillo's White Noise. So in, in Cleveland filming that right now, and then jumping back and forth to New York <laughs> to, <laughs> okay. here to learn a little bit there. Yeah. All right. So you're on, you're, you're in the, in the uh, production, the film, but you're also on the other side of the table as a choreographer. Uh, they both are, are, are different, but do you tend to lean towards one or the other? Do you enjoy, uh, choreography just as much as performing or i i enjoy directing as much as performing um but uh, david newman who's choreographer on hadestown is also the choreographer on this and he asked me if i would you know be his his associate on this i was like yeah, i mean i david newman is one of the one of the the coolest one of the kindest people on the planet so when he asks like i'm like anytime he asks to do anything i'm like absolutely and it also yeah. is at that point it's like you know i think it he asked me like last february and at that point, we didn't know what was going on with the Broadway. And when we were actually coming back, it's like, this is perfect. Like, it'll give me something to do all summer uh, around teaching and everything. And it just happened that that all, you know, after we said yes to all of these, all of this, then Haiti sounds like, oh, yes. And you're going back in rehearsals on this day. So, yeah, like literally like loading things on top of other things to, to make it happen. Right. Okay. So is that network connection? So everyone listening, put put all this uh, connect the dots here. You just listened to uh, Carla Puno Garcia's episode uh, a few episodes ago, and it's really just about putting in good work, showing your worth with the the people around you, being likable, and 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 having that uh, desire to be worked with, and then boom, it just keeps going for you. So everyone out there, you know, take note from. Uh, T Oliver as well. So congrats to you. That's awesome that you're, you're busy, you're busy. So that's good. But you're uh, right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's like people, I don't think people realize, especially like early on in careers, like, like the person you are early on, there are a lot of people who are remembering that. So just be nice to everybody all the time. I mean, I, I promise you, I booked one, one gig because I, I held a door open for the producer, didn't realize she was the producer of this thing. And we were both walking into this building and I held a door open, smiled. We both got in the elevator, got off on the same floor. I thought nothing of it went, you know, changing into, you know, like a dance, something for an audition, walk into the room and she's the producer of the thing smiling at me. I'm like, yep, that's fine. But yeah, it, yeah. it, 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 it seems like it's so, it's so little for us to be nice to people uh, always. And it really does make a difference. That reputation you have will, will stay with you. Yeah. So good human first, uh, yeah. good, good performer second for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, get, let's get into that. Cause as I mentioned in the, uh, intro of the episode, uh, you're on your uh, 10th show on Broadway now. And, uh, along with just being a kind person, what in your life or career do you practice on a daily basis as a routine or habits that you think kept you on this consistent path? Okay. Uh, well, first, uh, clarification, I'm, this is actually 13, but don't tell anybody. Oh my gosh. Also, Wait, my so we got to talk to Playbill then. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Which one are they missing? So we got, I want to, I want to brag. I want to brag. I want to brag for you. So right. Thoroughly Modern Millie, is that your yeah. debut? 
No. Uh, debut was the first revival of Kiss Me Kate. Then <gasps> I, have, I have to do them in order or I don't remember them. So Kiss Me Kate, then Follies, then okay. Thoroughly Modern Millie, then Never Gonna uh-huh. Dance, yeah. then Lacage, uh-huh. Chicago, Wedding Singer, mm. Mary Poppins, uh, Sister Act. After, After midnight. midnight, yes. Sunset Boulevard, Once in This Island, Hades Town. Okay, so they're missing Chicago. The they're missing your debut, which was what again? Kiss Me Kate with Kiss uh, me. Brian Stokes Mitchell, uh, Maren Maisie, Amy Spanger, Michael Barres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think they're missing one more off that list. All right, I'm writing a letter. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm writing a letter. After. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, um, yeah. So it's it's it's. On, it's always about like what whatever I need to like with with these shows that I have I have to have uh, a really scheduled life. Like I'm I am much better if I have like sixteen things going on than if I'm just doing the one thing. So for me, a lot of times it is making sure that one my gym time is like the same every day. Like to have that as part of the schedule. It's like I know I'm going to be here at this time every day. Uh, depending on the show, sometimes it's also making sure that I have scheduled a, a visit to the chiropractor every week. Sometimes it's acupuncture. It, re- it really is everything for me is whatever, whatever my body needs to get me to eight o'clock at night so that I can actually do the show eight, eight times a week. So you have, I guess, some non-negotiables as far as routine times of when you'll be somewhere and what you're going to be doing, like the gym you had mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and again, it's like more and more, it's like figuring out like, I, I'm these days are like, I try not to eat breakfast or anything until like after 10 o'clock so that, so that I really am. And I, I don't like to think of it as, you know, this, uh, the idea of this fasting. It's just like, if I can wait until 10 o'clock and I eat and I'll eat for these next, these next hours so that one, I'm not stopping myself first thing in the morning or, or especially late at night, you know, we find it, especially when you get to a certain age, like reflux and all these things sort of creep in. So not, not eating a lot and then trying to lay down and go to sleep. So just sort of figuring out what, what like an eating schedule is for me. But yeah, I, I, these days, like eight o'clock in the morning is like prime workout time for me. So I'll get up, uh, pull myself together, grab, grab an iced coffee and, and hit the gym. And then yeah. every then everything else sort of fits in around that. Like what, especially these days was like scheduling everything, sort of figuring out what the schedules need to be. And also just making sure that like, you know, keep a little time for yourself. And that's, that's been a big thing for me lately. Cause you know, you just get so busy and you think I got to fit all this up. And it's like, no, you actually have to not have a nervous breakdown. You have to not like fall <laughs> apart mentally or emotionally or physically. So find some time in a day that's just going to be for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah, like Jim and uh, listen, you, you get, you got to We got to get in the gym at some point. I, I would, that would be great. But, um, like I literally like, like Jim is like, just, it's always been an important part of, of staying st- I, honestly, I think it's staying focused like that, that gym time for me, it's like, and I, I rarely work out with like a trainer or a workout partner only because that time is like good, like me thinking and sort of going through whatever I need to on my own. It's like, for me, it's like also like, like bike riding or any of that stuff. It's like, that's the time that you actually get to sort of, you know, work through whatever you got in your head for the day. Absolutely. I just had some bike intervals for about 45 to 60 minutes today. And, Uh and not only was it physically refreshing, but the, the mindset and just how you can just cycle through all those thoughts and flush it out uh, while you're in the midst of your workout. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, you kind of just touched on it there just to stick with, uh, that gym first thing. What, what else does it do for you? Like as far as setting the tone, uh, for your day? Well, I mean, that, I mean, that is like one of the lists. It sets a tone for the day, but also like when I don't get to the gym, I, my emotionally, I feel like I'm sort of like, like pulling, pulling down and sort of dragging a little bit. So it really does like sort of like give me the energy to like sort of push myself through and and walk myself through the rest of the day. Also, it's like, it's just that thing, you know, you, you want to make sure that muscles aren't atrophying that. And again, at this point, it's like, it's not necessarily about getting bigger or being leaner or any of those things. It's like, it's just about maintaining so that I can do all the things that I like to do day mm-hmm. in, day out. So, yeah. you know, you want, I want to make sure that all, all the parts that are the, the, working parts, the, the knees, the elbows, the shoulders, all those things that, that yeah. you need just to sort of like keep through the day that make sure that those are as strong as possible. But then also, you know, you want to look cute too. So, you know, you, you, you keep the chest in order, you know, you keep everything the way it needs to look, but, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's recap that people listening. So, um, T Oliver says every day it's the same time and that's important because so many, uh, times you'll wake up and you don't feel like it, but when you make something routine, a non-negotiable, you're going because it's no different than you brush your teeth in the morning. You, you just make it a part of it. Uh, yeah. T. Oliver also said that he gets uh, you know, a mental uh, relief or upswing from it. And then on top of that, uh, he's uh, really focusing on the functionality of it. If you keep moving, you keep moving. And if you stop moving, you stop moving. So I love all that. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, let's get into uh, a favorite show of yours that wasn't on Broadway. I wanted to ask you I wanted to ask you this question. After I looked at this list, I was like, all right, what's what's uh, T Oliver done that that probably is a, a hidden gem that people don't know about. I'm trying. Yeah, I. I mean, the first thing that popped in the mind there is uh, a a musical version of Romeo and Juliet that Terrence Mann wrote, uh, and we did it. Oh, gosh, that was that was at least like 20 years ago. So Terrence Mann wrote it. Uh, Christopher Demboise was a choreographer. Uh, Patrick Wilson and Irene Malloy were the two stars of it. Uh, and it was, it was, it was great. I mean, a lot of like really amazing music. It was a great cast. We did it at, um, the Ordway in, um, Minneapolis. And yeah, it was just like, it was just a, it's again, it's one of those stories that are, you know, the story is retold over and over, whether you're thinking West side story or Romeo and Juliet or any, uh, any other name, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Ha ha. 
Yes. But, um, but yeah, it is, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a great story. And it was like this first time that it really had this sort of, sort of rock music telling. And yeah, there were, there was just some, there were some beautiful songs in it. And uh, Christopher Demois, his choreography was just, it was so athletic and so amazing, but it's also, it was also the show that I totally like ripped three intercostals because there was one moment in the, in the opening, in the opening, uh, sequence of the show there was this big sword fight and then we were running around and it was like the scaffolding around the stage and at one point i ran towards one of the bars and i grab hold of it and i swing around and it brings me right back on stage to finish the fight well one night i swung around and went and fell to the ground and everyone looked at me and it's like we're not done yet i had to get up and like finish because i was about to catch someone so caught this guy and then ran off stage because I literally was like, and I can't, I can't do anything. And you know what? Like if you like if you tear or or aggravate an intercostal, like you can't get, you can't like pull yourself up out of bed. You can't really roll over. You can't do any of those things that are a part of your normal life. So like literally for the next week, it was me wrapped in ace bandages just to kind of get through whatever I could. But even with that, like that show was just like it was, it was so exciting, and the music was just yeah, it was, it was it, honestly, I think that was probably. That was my favorite off off of Broadway show, and one of those shows that I I keep hoping will will like have a life somewhere. Mm. Okay, so on the topic of choreography, how yeah. what do you think about not what do you think about, but what elements do you enjoy of Hades Town? Because from what I've seen so far, it's very like uh, deep plie, down gritty yeah. type of. Uh, walk us through that um, as a swing in the show and different things that you you uh cover yeah it's it's i love it i mean again I, I i love david newman i love the way he he moves uh david's background is is in contemporary dance but he also was a hip-hop guy and a voguer and he he was in the dance scene in new york when he was in his his teens and early 20s so he has he has all of that sort of wrapped up in and and who he is and how he choreographs but he also has this way of even though things are deep and you feel grounded, like it all, all also feels like there are movements that you would naturally do. So it's it's rare that all of a sudden there's a Batman that's thrown into something or anything that feels like it is it is dance in the way that we know it on Broadway. It all feels like the movement all feels like it's coming out of some emotion or out of out of the story that we're telling. So for me, that is uh, that's great. I mean, and again, it's like it, you know every show has its own feel. Every choreographer does, and it's just. You know, again, at, at at this point in my in my life, when I've you know had two ankle surgeries and have spinal fusion in my neck, it's like the idea of like doing like you know a lot of like you know whacking my my leg or you know any any of that. It's like let's 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 find a way to like to move that is less abrasive, you know, on my body. Mm-hmm. Let's get into yeah. the injuries because. Um, I just love to keep bringing up things that we can uh, have the listeners kind of draw from because we're all going through things and we're all trying to uh, figure our way through our own personal journey. And I know that people out there have probably struggled with injuries themselves or trying to come back. How was that each time for you? How did you have uh, patience or maybe not? Um, and yeah, tell us not- about some of those experiences. Yeah. Um, well, with, <laughs> Let's. I think, even, I'm trying to think even where to start. It's like I think part of it is like like at the place I am now. It's it's great to know yourself and and to know what limitations are and to be able to say, yeah, this is what I'm going to be able to do eight shows a week, or yeah, this is what I want to do. I I don't want to do that because 
I don't think it's going to be healthy for me sort of mentally or physically. And that's hard to say when you're at the beginning of a career or you're in a place that you really want a job, but it's good to know when you can say, okay, I need to, I need to make sure that this instrument that I have that I'm taking care of because I may not, I'm not going to get another one. I'm, you know, I may be able to get a metal plate and something, but it's not going to be the same. So uh, the first, the first ankle injury, it's called an osteochondritis desiccans where the bone starts to deteriorate. It's something apparently that a lot of football players get. I didn't know this until until it happened to me. And it was from doing toe touches in Thoroughly Modern Millie. And we were in tap shoes doing toe touches in a really fast tempo number. And so every night it was like up and then slam back into the floor. And after a while, it just started. It just like it was it was no good. So had surgery for that, was on crutches in the city, flop sweating my way around New York City for six months. Uh, like could could not bear weight at all for those six months and then could start PT after that. Uh, and then in uh, wedding singer, Richard H. Blake kicked me in the head. I always tell his full name when that happens. Uh, and it was just like a fluke accident during It's All About the Green. And we were in these these two concentric circles and they were just off one night and we were all tilting and we tilted and his foot clicked and hit me in the head. And I literally was like, Richard just hit me in the head. And thought nothing of it for the rest of the week. And then one night, like I couldn't sleep. And I was like, what's going on with my arm? So called, um, uh, called the doctor. Uh, and then like later, like that Saturday matinee, we were doing um, Saturday night in the city and started to do this move. And I felt my body falling. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And right before I hit the floor, like my leg caught me. I was like, oh, okay. So went to the doctor the next week and told him that he's like, oh, yeah, so you aren't doing anything else until you haven't ta- you have that taken care of. You just had an episode of quadriparesis. Uh, you are out. And literally, I was like, wow, OK. So then those those next few months, I literally couldn't do anything. They're like, you can't even get in the back of a cab because if they slam on brakes. You could be paralyzed. So it was a couple of months of just like this is a little crazy. Had the surgery, was in a neck brace for 10 months. That was the that was the longest. I mean, again, because we we live our lives and okay, let's do this quickly. Let's this is all this is going to be, and let's get back to it. Uh, and so that that was the long one. That was during wedding singer, and then had another one, uh, another ankle surgery where they went back in just to drill into my ankle to get the blood flowing a little better. And that was that one was shorter. But I was I was so cocky for the for the next surgery. I was like, he's like, okay, it's going to be a year. I was like, I give you nine months. That's all we got. Then we're going back to work. But it's like it's like one, once those things happen, you realize like we're we're not we are not robots, and and these body parts are all we're gonna get. So you really got to figure out how to how to maintain and take care of yourself and still work and do all the things you want to do. But know that uh, at the at the end of the day, it's like we are we we can all be replaced by someone, even though we are all we are all singular ind- individuals and human beings. It's like. You got to figure out what's what's going to be best for you and your body and and you mentally and and you know sometimes that's like I need to take this time away just to do this or I need, I need to have this mental health day so I can take care of myself or I need to leave this show now because it's it's wreaking havoc on my entire body and I just don't want I don't want to live my life you know always always in PT always in acupuncture always in these things uh, it's just it's it's a balancing act to figure out like what what makes sense and. And what your body, what your body can take. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing all that. Um, 
yeah, someone need to hear it. Uh, last question, and then we'll we'll let you go. I wanted to go through your uh, process when you approach auditions, uh, just with your success uh, career-wise in shows. Do you have either like affirmations? Do you have little tricks of how you like to address the table when you come into the room? What? How do you approach uh, auditions, or what do you think draws from your success? Uh, a lot of that now is like it's just – you know, it's this idea of people like having this full book of things that, like, you know, I used to used to carry that book around of like four hundred, you know, four hundred songs in a book with with the eight with the sixteen bar cuts and the, all these things. Like, I just don't do that anymore. Like, I go in, I probably have ten songs in a book. It's like these songs I can sing any time of the day, always well. So those are the songs I sing. I always go in now, and it's like I don't think of anything as an audition anymore because then I'm waiting for them to accept me or tell me how good I am. When I walk into the room, like I know who I am. I know what I do well. So now everything, everything is a performance. Some of these performances are teeny weeny mini performances that are just those 16 bars or just 32 bars. But to go in and say, this is how, this is how I'm, this is how I come into the room, then I'm not expecting anything from them. I only yeah. want to give them what I what I have and then I can leave the room and not care about it anymore. So that that has been the biggest difference for me. But also just like no, knowing who you are and, and what what you bring to the table is a lot, and that just being being kind. It's it takes nothing to walk into a room and smile at people. Sometimes they're busy at the table, sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's nice to go in and just like have a quick second with the accompanist. Hey, how are you? This is what we're gonna do. Is that all right? Does that all seem cool? That's great. Or and I've gone in times and like you, someone started to play something. And I'm like, you know what? Let's not sing that song. Let's do the other one. And, and that's fine as well, but, it's, but to, to make sure that like when you enter the room, it, it feels as comfortable to you as possible. And, and however it is you learn to, on the dance side, it's like figure out what that is so that when you walk into the room, you can click into that immediately. Like I learn combinations really well because I always get the music in my head really quickly and I know, oh, this step goes on that music. So, cause I, my background is music. So for me to, it was always figuring out what that was. There's some people just the steps in the order makes perfect sense to them. But for me, it's like, I will hum along. So I know exactly what needs to, what, what needs to happen with my feet on certain things. So again, just so that I feel comfortable so that when I have to, I'm in that place where they're actually looking at me and looking at my resume at the same time. I, again, I feel as comfortable with what I'm doing as I, as I possibly can. Yeah. Awesome. All right, T. Oliver, that's it for uh, today. Uh, thank you so much for being on the episode. My pleasure. Everyone, give T. Oliver a follow on the gram. Uh, that will be in the description of this uh, podcast. Go see Hades Town reopening September the 2nd. Yes. And yeah, so thank you for uh, listening, everyone. This is Joe Roscoe from Built for the Stage signing off. Later. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 